Okay, I'm ready. Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 12, Where to Stay in St. Augustine. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week's episode is brought to you by Airbnb. Whether you're looking to relax on your own private Florida beach or planning a multifamily vacation to the Orlando theme parks, Airbnb is a top choice to book unique accommodations in Florida. Especially if you're planning to visit this week's location of St. Augustine, be sure to visit floridatravelpod.com slash Airbnb for our top picks to begin your Florida vacation planning today. This week, we're going to talk about where to stay in St. Augustine. I may have mentioned how much I love St. Augustine before. <laughs> we, we even have a full episode of St. Augustine, kind of everything or high level overview back on episode, episode two. Two, yeah. Well, one, our, one, I mean, our very first, our first location, re- actual podcast, we talked about yep. St. Augustine because it's the oldest city. We love it. But we need to talk about our Florida tip of the week. Oh, yeah. You wrote this one. I did. Okay, so uh, Florida, the tip of the week is um, whenever I think about St. Augustine, I think about how much there is to see in St. Augustine. And my tip this week is that when you're heading to a place like this, get a calendar and plan out the places that are must-sees and organize your trip that way. Make sure you're getting tickets or things in advance so that you have it all planned out and you can organize your trip to get to see all the things you want to see depending on how long you're staying. They have different events all the time in St. Augustine. Augustine. They do. It's definitely worth it to look at a calendar. I think so. What else you got? Oh, Tanya, you know better. I know. Can I say it? You can. Don't forget your sunscreen. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Tanya. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> so a little history before we go into where to stay. Did you know that much of St. Augustine at the turn of the century, at least, I mean, we are talking, this is the oldest city in the United States, but mm-hmm. at the turn of, well, I guess I should say the 1900s century, mm-hmm. uh, it was developed by Henry Flagler. Do you know who he is? Um, I don't know who he is. I just know that he did that. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a lot of things named after him in St. Augustine area. He was the founder of Standard Oil. So basically an oil tycoon. tycoon. And at the time, St. Augustine became a playground for the wealthy. Which makes sense when you look at it. Exactly. Well, when you look at Flagler College, which Uh was a hotel. The architecture that's in the area. Some of these places now that there are these historical landmarks popped up when Flagler was in the area developing it. And that's what's going to lead us to a couple of where we're going to talk about places to stay because they were popping up at the turn of the century. They're some of the oldest inns in America. Certainly uh, a couple of them are the oldest uh, B&Bs in the city for sure. Yeah. And the way that they look, you know, they're, they're, the way they're built, the unique styles, you can definitely see the money that was around at the time. <laughs> Oil tycoon Oil money. Oil tycoon money. I want to mention a couple of websites. There are a ton of places to stay in St. Augustine. We're going to cover some of our favorites, but if you go to Florida, if you go to, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Florida's historic coast.com slash places to stay and that's places dash to dash stay. I, check our easy. show notes. Yeah. 
If you go to floridashistoriccoast.com slash places to stay, you can search by type. You can search by, well, by type. You can search by bed inns, and breakfast, inn, beds hotel. and breakfast, hotels, yep. inns. You can also, some of those inns are also located at staugustineins.com. I found a lot of my information from staugustineins.com. It's a really helpful site to determine where you want to stay in St. Augustine. And why do you want to stay in St. Augustine? Mm. I like St. Augustine for the the history, the culture, and just, it's just a different place. It's, it is unique in Florida. It's a unique style and unique type of vacation there. And I think you can't see it all in one day. No. And you want to stay in these places because they're historic, because you get an even better feel for the city and the history there. Mm-hmm. So why not stay a couple of days? Yeah. The bed and breakfasts that, especially the historic bed and breakfasts that you find in St. Augustine, I, every one of them is, um, you know, owned by somebody. It's not, I mean, okay, some of them, some of them, <laughs> some of them are somebody. owned, some of them are owned by a company, but they're run by somebody who has added a personal touch. Um, you feel when you walk in the door, when you're, you know, eating in, in the lobby areas of these, of these historic ends, you sort of feel like you've stepped back in time to that time period uh, kidding of that how yeah it's it is a, a a unique experience for florida because of its age the city's age so let's talk about the historic bed and breakfast as our first topic mm-hmm. of where to stay in saint augustine because there are so many B&Bs and inns, we really wanted to highlight those. Like you said, you get that personal touch. Mm -hmm. You get that feeling of being in another time. The rooms are themed. They are. The buildings are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. They're old, usually Spanish architecture. Some of them are colonial style. I think it really depends on what you are looking for in a place. I would say most of these... While you could probably make them family friendly, I would say they're probably more geared towards couples. Yeah, you don't you don't normally see but a family of five kids running through the hotels or right. those, the bed and breakfast. A B and B usually yeah. doesn't have that kind of space in the room. Right. It's usually a bed made for two people. Mm-hmm. However, what a wonderful idea to get away for a romantic weekend. Yep. Or if you're gonna get the whole rent out the you know if the place has five bedrooms you could get your whole family in oh what a wonderful idea yeah what a great family reunion idea yeah i love that check the size of the places and see how many bedrooms they have and the first one i wanted to mention was casa de solana Mm. i love the name Mm -hmm. first of all (laughs) it is located on aviles street again with the spanish names excuse our pronunciation it makes sense (laughs) if we can't get the pronunciation right aviles Aviles. Did you know that Aviles is the oldest street in St. Augustine? That's amazing. It's the oldest street in the oldest city. I did not know that. And Casa de Solana is the seventh oldest house on that street. It's full service, B&B. You really get the feeling of staying in a home. Even though it is a B&B, you get this feeling of you are staying in what would be a home Mm. on this street hundreds of years ago yeah that's that's exactly what i was saying about those historic bed and breakfast it's like you just step back in time and now you get to experience what it would be like to live in that house in that time period yeah and I, what an extraordinary way to 
to visit St. Augustine. You mm-hmm. step out, you're on the oldest street, you're right across the street from St. George's Street, where you can visit all of the historical places we mentioned back on episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Casa de Solana as far as just that romantic atmosphere mm-hmm. as well. What else do you have? Southern Wind. Um, one of the bed and breakfast that offers loner bikes. A lot of them offer something along those lines, loner bikes. So um, when we stayed in a bed and breakfast in St. Augustine, we rode everywhere on the bikes. That's perfect. It was so much fun. You can't drive. I no, mean, you can. you can, but you got to find a place to park and then you got to walk, you know. It's not easy because again, oldest city doesn't mean that they had cars when they designed the city. No, it's not convenient to uh, to drive there unless you're planning to just park and walk everywhere. And it's not a small area, you know, it's not small to just like walk in a little couple of city blocks, you know, could take a while. To... So we, we have... Places like Southern Wind that do, hey, you come here, grab grab your bikes and go ride through through the town. I just, I love that idea. And they are also a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. They are two blocks from St. George's Street. Yep. So, or St. George St. Street. George Street. It's not his street. It's named after him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it could have been at one time. Yes. And it's, yeah, it is walking distance, but they have, it, and again, so they've got free parking. Park your car. Grab a bike. We rode to the restaurants and everything. That's perfect. And I would say Southern Wind, they're more of that. They look a little Southern Mansion-ish. Which is, again, you can, you pick an era and you can find a B and b that's going to fit that era. Uh, Another one of our favorites is St. George Inn. And you... uh, (laughs) There you go, Tanya. All right. We are... Not on, even 10 minutes in. We're on number one, part C. St. <laughs> <laughs> George's Inn has what? A wine bar. <laughs> so they're at the opposite end of St. George Street. So Avila Street and then St. George Street. And now all the way at the other end they is St. George Inn. They're the only inn on St. George Street, right? I would have to double check that. I think I, I, yeah, I think I saw that when I was there and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize they had an inn on St. George Street. Well, again, because they're just, they're a part right of the architecture and mm-hmm. the feel of St. George Street and all of that history. I love their porch overlooking yes. the street. Can you imagine if you get to stay there? Yeah. Get a glass of wine, you sit on your porch and, and people you watch. watch all the activity below you. How yep. cool is that? Uh what have you been to the the wine bar then? Um not that place, no. Okay. Well, but But I like the name. I it's been 39. Yep. B I N. I'm very in, impressed with your quickness in finding some alcohol here in this my episode. quickness. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you wrote this one. Did I really? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, another one of my favorites is Casa de Suenos. And they uh, they are beautiful Spanish designed. They're on Cordova Street, which is near Tolomato Cemetery. And that again, is not- <laughs> Not, I would have said tomato. tomato. It looks a little bit like tomato. I Look, I... I did not even know about this place until you brought it up. They uh, they were mentioned on my ghost tour. So okay. we went to 
near Casa de Suenos, we went to Tolomato Cemetery. And again, this is a couple blocks off of the main street. So again, unless you're doing a ghost tour or you're staying at one of these inns, if you don't venture off of St. George Street, you're missing a wonderful historical part of St. Augustine. Okay, so you said it was mentioned on your ghost tour. Do you remember what the what why why was it mentioned? Was there a story there? Of course, because it's a cemetery and there's ghosts. And I, it's been a couple of years and I know it was something. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. I'm sorry. I, just, I don't I, remember. I, after recently having done a ghost tour, I'm like, they're so fun. The stories that come out of these places, especially the hotels. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, there was, and it wasn't in a hotel. It was in a residence, but they talked about how you could see a woman in the window quite often as you're walking the streets at night. Gotcha. Yeah, again, venture off the main street in St. Augustine. Do a ghost tour if you're not staying there. You can see all of the history. You can see the ghosts. You'll see these bed and breakfasts. (laughs) You'll see these beautiful bed and breakfasts. Uh, What I like about Tolomato Cemetery is that it was a refugee Indian mission from the early 1700s. I'm going to guess that has something to do with the ghost tour, too. Yes, Yes, I, I I know it had something to do with a little well, boy. Well, there's a cemetery and a, and it was an Indian mission. Got to be something like that. I love it. Hey, Sorry. you guys, if you're listening and you you know know these things that we seem to forget, <laughs> let us know. Shoot us an email. One or... of us forgets something every time. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, so it was a refugee Indian mission from the early 1700s, and the Casa de Suenos survived as one of the many different types of buildings. Uh, it ha- has only been an inn since 1998. And so a lot of these inns, even though they haven't, maybe they haven't been in business as an inn for very long, they may still have history. The picture there, it looks like... Um... Uh, what is that movie where the they have the Mama Muerte with the skulls? The the it's a cartoon. Coco. Coco. Yes, <laughs> that's what that picture made me think of. It, Spanish architecture. Yeah, essentially is where she's getting at. So if you go to, <laughs> I used my words. If you go to casadesuenos dot com, you will see what we're talking about here and the architecture of these buildings. But imagine. Uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of missions in St. Augustine area. The Spanish built these wonderful uh, architecture buildings. If you can imagine the red tile roofs, the uh, clean straight lines, the flat roofs with the red tiles on them. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, the stucco. Now, this next place, if that kind of leads into what I go for mentioned it. here, um, a lot of these inns, specifically this next inn, are you'll find them on the National Register of Historic Places. Yeah, that and that's another great way to look for where you might want to stay. If too. you really want the you know something historic, check out the National Register of Historic Places. But this next place, Saint Francis Inn, is on that register um, registry. Sure. In the register. <laughs> what did you say about using your words? I just was going to say that. You stole it right <laughs> out of my mouth. So um, I found that it was really cool that that place, the St. Francis Inn, actually has a, a heated pool there. So you won't find Ooh. that as often at the bed and breakfasts, the pools or anything like that. Um, but this one has a heated pool. So that was kind of cool, which is a neat feature. If you are doing like what 
Tanya mentioned, do a family reunion or maybe you bring your whole family and get all the rooms for, you know, in a bed and breakfast and have a pool and just, you know, walk around all day, come back, relax in the heated pool. Um, but this place is, it goes back to 1791. Isn't that amazing? I know. Like imagine people in 1791 coming and staying in that inn. It, yeah. <laughs> Talk about the ghosts again. Like what presence Ooh. do you feel when you walk into this building that was oh. had people staying in it back in 1791 and it is, um, unquestionably St. Augustine's oldest inn. That is incredible. And it's, again, it's gorgeous it is um it's one block from the oldest house yep in saint augustine oh look on saint george's street so that is another inn on saint george's street and that would be opposite of the yeah um uh, that's opposite of saint george um in it is this one would be uh on the other side of that street which mm-hmm. again do you remember did we talk about how long, how long that it is. street is um i maybe I, a mile i was gonna say i was just there and it was it, you can see from almost see from one end to the other it's a straight shot and i don't believe that it was more than a mile and uh saint francis in uh, again, you can find a lot of these on com. Again, this one, it does look like it dates from the 1700s. Yeah. It's that white-walled wood balcony, wood uh, roof. Would you call that colonial? Because that's what that makes me think of. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, it, it's hard to say... That could be a little bit of a mix, maybe. maybe. Just because in Florida, a lot of our architecture is that stucco Spanish, Spanish mm-hmm. style. Which makes sense considering who we were founded by. So, <laughs> Exactly. However, this does have, I feel like that English touch with those mm-hmm. wood shutters and wood balconies. That's what makes me think of it like that, the balconies and the shutters. And yeah, it's, I mean, again, on the historic register of historic places uh, so these are oh we've got one more yeah, one bed more. and breakfast to talk about this one you found cedar house in yep um they say their their tagline is breakfast reimagined oh i mean so they have if a you're looking for gourmet then right yeah they they actually have a cedar house in cookbook <gasps> oh fun i love cookbooks and and they say in their world cooking is one part talent two parts enthusiasm and a lot of luck. <laughs> and that is the truth in my kitchen. <laughs> I, my daughter loves the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. And they say, if you can read a recipe, you can cook. Yeah. Well, is I mean, I think that's for... their philosophy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. With ratatouille, anyone can cook. <laughs> that's a weird reference to bring in. Apparently, we're all about the Disney movies today. I didn't mention that there's babies in a bar, so. Not yet, anyway, <laughs> but you just did. I did. <laughs> I love the idea that you could go, if you wanted to go for history, you could get history in St. Augustine. If you wanted to go for food, you can get great food in St. Augustine as well. There are a ton of delicious gourmet restaurants, mm-hmm. steps from these um, B&Bs, and then, of course, something like the Cedar House Inn, if they're really focused on their breakfast, you're going to get an right where you stay. Yeah, an incredible gourmet, delicious breakfast. I feel like the trick to something like St. Augustine is eating a little bit everywhere. I think that's a good idea. Anywhere you go. Yeah. Really, when you're traveling. Because it's really hard to taste everything when you've eaten too much at one restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great philosophy. It's a philosophy. 
So that covers just a small sampling of the B&Bs that are in St. Augustine. Again, they're our favorite places to stay when we go to St. Augustine just because of all the history and that personal touch and that feeling of, you know, you might have just walked into a room that a ghost vacated. Also some artistic design. The architecture, the stories behind the places, the stories of the ghosts in the places or take a ghost tour take a highly advisable in addition to the b&b's however there are a couple of unique hotels that are independently i should say maybe independently they were started as hotels this the first one i'm going to talk about is owned by marriott but it still has this beautiful spanish baroque revival design and this is that gorgeous white hotel across from flagler college the Casa Monica was built in 1888. So again, it's another one of those old historic buildings. I mean, we're talking, it's hard to believe that's over 100 years ago. I still feel like it's 1988 sometimes. So <laughs> that I can agree with. Uh, th- this one is, it's, it's going to be a little bit more high end. It is part of Marriott's autograph collection so you're getting all this luxury hotel experience but yet in this historical uh historical beautiful building do you know the casa monica um i've seen it yes and you saw it when during the christmas lights yes i did and it was spectacularly lit oh yeah can you imagine that hotel all lit up at Mm -hmm. night yep uh but again across from flagler college we drove you could drive through it. Like they took the tram through it. It was oh, really cool. Oh, that's right. They have, is it almost like a carriage house? No, it was like, it was just the way it was. It was like a, a dry, the driveway. The a rounded yes, drive. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. And I mean, Flagler College, for that matter, used to be a hotel. Oh, that's right. I think I forgot that. And after yeah i was it maybe after i'd have to look and see when flagler college became a college we're gonna put that in the show notes for sure but even that was a hotel at one point Mm -hmm. and it has i mean it's gorgeous um sandstone red brick building and right across the street is the casa monica which is you know brilliantly white Mm -hmm. it's a nice contrast um, the one I like that I found, I thought it was a really neat place is the Conk House Marina Resort. Mm-hmm. Did you have a, happen to get a chance to take a look at this? I did not. It is located on Camares Avenue and obviously by their name, it's a marina and a guest house. So they have a 194 slip marina. And if you're arriving to St. Augustine by boat, by boat, yeah, you can rent a space and reserve a spot at the Conk House Marina. Now, they do have a guest house as well, so you can stay in one of the rooms on land if you don't care to sleep on the water. <laughs> however, <laughs> Which if you, I would not because I probably wouldn't be arriving by boat anyway. <laughs> if you own a boat like that, however, if you have a sailboat or uh, even just a boat that you can sleep in, what are those called? Catamaran. Catamarans. That's, yeah. That's a sailboat, I think. That is a type of sailboat. What Where, do I know? I can't ride on a boat. I get sick. Didn't you grow up on a boat, though? I did. I was older when that started happening. <laughs> but I mean, you should still know things about uh, boats. I do know things about boats, but I mean, we just, if we had boats that had a cabin, that's all it was. It was just a boat with a cabin. By yeah, the a way. A boat with a cabin. That was the word I needed, a cabin. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I, no. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 
Either way, if you have a boat with a cabin and you want to arrive in St. Augustine by water, go to the Conk House Marina Resort. Okay, I also have to say, I just looked at their website, and that place looks like it has an amazing restaurant in it. Um, can you imagine what they have there? Because I, mean, I just saw this gigantic picture of a Bloody Mary. Ooh. And it has a shrimp <laughs> on the on the little, you know how. Oh, of they, course. Yes. And I'm, I'm like, I, I want to go there just to have a Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I like their rooms. They're that really clean, beachy feel uh, with whitewashed wood in light blue colors. They do. They have dining on site as well. It's, it's a great place to visit even if you're not staying um, by boat or by land. It looks like it has amazing features. It's right there on the water. Speaking of on the water, I also found the St. Augustine Ocean and Racket Resort, Yes, which is right on St. Augustine Beach. We talked about that mm-hmm. on episode two as well. If you want that ocean access, this would be one place to check out. These are condos mm-hmm. that you can rent. And so you have all the comforts of home, can cook. all the amenities of a resort. It's a great place for the families to stay. If you're looking for maybe a day at the beach, why not stay right there on Some the beach? Some racquetball. Absolutely. I, I want to come back to... Um, the next item on our list, I want to just touch on Airbnbs mm-hmm. a little bit as well. When we're talking about unique places to stay and Airbnbs, keep in mind uh, a lot of those places that we've mentioned um, on Airbnb, you can um, find them. You can find them right off of the main streets as well. I've stayed in an apartment um, two blocks from St. George Street before. I've stayed in a a cute little bungalow house that was maybe a mile and a half walk Mm -hmm. and had plenty of room for the whole family. You can get just single rooms. You can get single rooms. You can have any type of experience you want through Airbnb. There are dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of properties to find. Including just your good old-fashioned plain hotel if you're just looking for something more economical. Exactly. So Airbnbs is an option when you're looking to find something unique in St. Augustine. Definitely they are a plenty mm-hmm. there. But I want to talk to you about the campground in St. Augustine. Um, Actually, that does tie into Airbnbs because believe it or not, Airbnb also offers people who are renting out their, their maybe permanently stashed camper oh, at a campground so I've you can done that before yeah. what yeah I didn't even think about that for this location yep. you can find because there's a, there are several good campgrounds that are in St. Augustine right on the beach like Anastasia Park um North Beach okay um where and where did you stay you we stayed at Compass RV okay which is a, a basic campground it wasn't like a super big resort or anything but it was brilliant for what we needed it for it was right you know, right down, it was the closest um, RV park to downtown St. Augustine. Which is perfect when right. you want to, when you went to experience the lights in St. Augustine. Yeah, because we were planning on spending time in, and we didn't want to drive too far. But because like the beach ones, although they're near St. Augustine, they're a little further out, but you get the best of both worlds. You can stay on the beach and then drive into St. Augustine. Um, Compass was conveniently located because we were not, we were planning on just staying in you know just going through the, the downtown St. Augustine area so we knew um we still had to drive and park and all that stuff but it was very conveniently located we really enjoyed the place it was nice clean it was a good um you know camping 
experience yet still giving us what we needed in the area. That's perfect. Yeah. So you've got the your campgrounds in the area. You're also going to find all of your standard hotel chains. They may not be on the main strip, but they're not going to be too far away. And if you don't want to drive, you can always take an Uber or a Lyft into the city center so yeah, that you're not worrying about finding a parking space or... That. Um, you know, head to the trolley, make sure you listen to episode two to find some of our tips about the trolleys in the area as well. Um, I think that wraps up what yeah. we have for St. Augustine. You would love to know what your experiences are, though. Yeah. I would love, I would love to to hear what, where, where you've stayed, what you've done in the area. Um, we're going to be collecting some of these and, and, you know, all the, all of our listeners experiences, putting it together, um, to put together in an episode, like a highlight episode of our listeners and our their listener recommendations. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you've stayed in St. Augustine, tell us where you've stayed. Tell us your experience there, what your favorite attractions are. We want to tap into what you know and what you've experienced that we haven't mentioned. Yes. And we can, you know, we can really, uh, you know, personalize more experiences by, Knowing what the locals know and going beyond, I like what you wrote here, good old Google. Good old Google. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go beyond that because we can't see and do everything, but we do want to bring you the best of the Sunshine State. That's our whole point, right? And, and who better to ask than the people who've experienced it. Exactly. And so now it's time for our Florida Featured Product of the Week. Each week, we're going to share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week's featured product is Old St. Augustine Gourmet Spices. Have you checked them out? I have. They have. I love this. They have a fountain of youth marinade. Ah, does it make us younger? I think. Well, I mean, it's made from fresh datil peppers. Just say yes. <laughs> so, I, well, so the description is just like the fountain of youth. Datil peppers bring new life to beef, chicken, fish, and pork. You can visit them at osagourmet.com or catch the link in our show notes and check out the old St. Augustine gourmet spices. Go for it. Where do we find Florida Travel Pod? <laughs> Florida Travel Pod can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. You can find all the things that we talked about in two locations. Find all the things we mentioned in our show notes on your podcast player or visit floridatravelpod.com slash blog for full details. You can also reach out to us on email at hello at floridatravelpod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. This really does help others discover our content. Additionally, you can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash floridatravelpod.com. No, <laughs> patreon.com slash floridatravelpod. <laughs> For just a few dollars a month, our supporters will get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more depending on your level of support. Plus, we'll have some surprises along the way. Your support really does allow us to bring you the best content to the, of, the sun, of the sunshine state. I've got this. I promise. I'm Tanya. <laughs> Yeah. That's all for this week. <laughs> I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>